Welcome back to the Alice Smithy Film Review. I'm, of course, your host, Damien, joined by my other host, Ben. Ben, uh, Ben, we just got out of the movie. We took Mom to see a movie that she saw in the theaters a while back, and I saw probably on HBO or VHS or something. Uh, this is the sequel to that. Yes, and, it is. And as you do with most sequels, you make sure to do them in a timely manner. <laughs> so let's wait 30-something years to do Top Gun yes. Maverick. Maverick. Now, Ben, um, obviously there's a lot for us to talk about. First off, we haven't had a podcast in a while. We're not going to get into that part of it because we want to give the listeners what they want, and that is sound economic advice on whether or not they should spend I think we spent what sixteen bucks. It was, it, we saw like the that? IMAX downtown Chattanooga here. The big yeah. aquarium IMAX. The aquarium IMAX, legit the IMAX, real IMAX, not a ha ha. We have IMAX on the side of the right. building, right? No, right. An actual building built specifically to be an IMAX. Yes, we saw it in there. Yes. We also saw Dune here. We so, saw Dune yeah, here. We're starting to make this a bit of a thing, but Ben, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Um, 30 did some you, odd years yeah, did, <laughs> later. So let me ask, um, did you enjoy the original Top Gun? Was I that a, did. Was that a film that you watched? I did. I did. I was a little young, I think, when it came out. I think it was about eight or so. You were even younger than yeah, that. 86, yeah. I want to say. Yeah, so I, so I think I was in high school when I first saw it. But that was, gosh, I'm getting, so 86. Let's do the math here, Damien. Yeah, so I was five. 30, 30-something years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I saw the original yeah. back in the day. I'm assuming you did too. I did as well, and I played the NES Top Gun game. <laughs> the Impossible to. Did you finish it? I did. No. I, I, I played it all the time. I played it all the time. And the reason why it was so impossible to finish was uh, refueling was such a pain in the butt. It, you can never do it. How, how many blisters were on your thumbs trying to. Uh, I you know, have manipulate. crippling carpal tunnel now because of the <laughs> Nintendo Entertainment System. And I don't particularly care. It, it was worth it to be able to beat that game. <laughs> Just for the soundtrack alone. Uh, <laughs> hearing in that 8 bit. Bit square wave glory, Thank absolutely. You. And uh, Ben, uh, now you know, uh, we 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 may have mentioned at some point in time, um, you uh, have some association with the United States Navy. I, is that I correct? do. Yeah, I've worn a few uniforms. Okay. It's been a bit. I know this was the first one was like a big recruiting video. Like they had recruiting people outside the theater, right? Signing up. So I don't know for I didn't see any this and time. Additionally, but yes, I have served in the military in the Navy. Upon rewatching, it was also a bit of a Pepsi commercial. So I imagine behind the recruiters was the <laughs> Pepsi challenge. <laughs> yeah, so probably something. getting out of the theaters in '86 had to be difficult. Something like that. Yes. Um, yes. Now this. you actually you spent most of your time below the hard deck. I did. Yeah, a little bit below. I think the hard deck they say in some respects this yeah. movie five thousand feet. We know that from the first movie as well. Yeah. I was a little below that, and in the negative sense, yes, I was on a submarine yes. underwater, but I'm where sure silence is the thing, not yeah. afterburner speed. Um, the other thing is, I imagine though you, you guys did the breach trial, so every so often you got like a couple feet above the water. <laughs> couple feet, sure. <laughs> yes, I so think. Gosh, I think the Navy should give every submariner uh, aviation wings for the breach <laughs> talent. Because I mean, you know, you got you got airborne. I've that done counts. it once. Emergency below is what he's talking about, yeah. folks. This is the way you see in like Comfort Red October, where they they basically hit the chicken switches. Forty five hundred psi hits the ballast tanks and it blows water out, and you become very buoyant at about twenty <laughs> knots or so, and you fly like a big whale outside the water 
and yeah. it's a lot of fun, like a big elevator. It's really the most exciting. It gets speed-wise underwater. It's like underwater. the reverse Tower of Terror is what you're telling me. I've never ridden that ride, so oh, I couldn't tell really? you. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. right. I keep yeah. forgetting you're a West Coast kid. West Coast! So your experience with uh, California. Rides is California, and you were just mentioning the Top Gun ride. <laughs> it's right. I have. Uh, we have theme parks in California. What? More, more than You have, what, Six Flags? Atlanta, uh, in Tennessee. We have Dollywood. Dollywood, forgive me. And but we have Lake Win- No Lake Winnipesaukee is technically in Georgia. Okay. We have Dollywood. But you have <laughs> a couple hours south in Atlanta. There's a Six Flags, right? Yes, there, there is. So there's a six about seventy-five thousand parks like that in California, land mm-hmm. of plenty. Why would you ever leave? And one of them was about two hours from my house growing up called Great America. Great and America. And in 1990, I want to say, okay. one of those first, um, you know, like dangling your feet roller coasters oh, yeah. came out. Suspended. And they named it. Yes. Yeah, suspended. Top Gun was the name of it. And it was a lot of fun. Like, you were really flying in an F-14. Oh, yeah. And we heard that song way too many times. <laughs> um, I think they were actually running on loop that Tom Cruise and the Tom Cruise, the Ben Stiller thing, uh, on loop in okay. line. So whatever that year that was, yeah. that's the year I rode that ride. So oh, wow. it's been a spell even from that. We've watched Top Gun a million times yep. on TBS, TNT, wherever. Yeah, watching it on TBS, obviously there were some truncated scenes <laughs> and uh, considerably more commercial breaks than we saw at the movie time. Yeah, was Kelly McGillis even in the, com- the TV version? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, probably a couple scenes. Uh, you didn't get the full Berlin song is what Ben's trying to imply I'm here. so glad to, yes. And mm-hmm. um, so, of course, you know, the biggest difference between this movie and that one, obviously, is the fact they brought Lady Gaga in to do the the Berlin esque song mm-hmm. towards you know the spoilers as Tom gets the girl. Um, but this movie, Top Gun Maverick, it was delayed a bit, a little there bit. Was something <laughs> yeah. that there was something that happened that delayed it. But uh, old Tom used uh, used that time wisely. My understanding is that when it was delayed, uh, he actually reached out and got more footage of the navy assets interesting okay and so while it was you know obviously that that's not something that he just called up the navy says i need more 18 more f-18 shots um but i'm tom cruise yeah (laughs) but i mean you know the navy obviously saw success with recruitment with the first top gun and uh there's definitely more than a little aircraft porn if you will yeah it's a little a little on the sexy side you know sounds and sights it's all just great yeah you know it's all just inherently safe too there's a lot of brand you know this is sort of how i feel like perhaps you know the, the world's getting back to normal is i've been seeing a lot of cross promotion with top gun maverick with a lot of different things of course yeah um including you might you don't know this i'm dropping in this on you um, they did a cross promotion with Microsoft Flight Simulator. Did they really? Okay. Which, of course, I play. Um, in it, not only do they just give us for free the F 18 EF, which is the Super Hornet, uh, E being single seater, F being double seater. Yeah. Uh, they also give us the Dark Star to fly. Which, uh, if you look at the trailer, you think plays an important part in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, yeah, like let's get into the theater. Don't yeah. tell them how long they're going to see this and thing. It's, uh, and yeah. then, of course, uh, our good, our 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 pal Ed Harris decides he wants to uh, get. I guess he just needs a wing on his house, so he's like, uh, "Put me in for like, I, I want to yeah. be in the credits. Yeah, I want to be in the opening credits. Yeah, I'm only going to be in the movie for the first scene. <laughs> but at the same time, um, yes, it's 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 a great time in the theater we'll get to that in a minute but yes. 37 years later i saw the trailer for this back in 2019 at the opening yes. of rides of skywalker right okay and i had dong heard that oh yes. here it is and i saw that at the legit imax at the chinese theater in la and it was like yes 
2020 is going to be amazing. Can't wait. Nothing <laughs> okay. can go wrong. Yeah, Dune. I also saw the trailer for Dune then, too. Oh, I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. This is going to be 2020. Nothing's going to top 2020. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong. Whoops. Yeah, so things are a little delayed, and this is one of the films that's like, nope, we're going to hold. Yeah. We're not going to do the HBO Max thing. Mm -hmm. We're not going to release it streaming. We're doing the theater thing only. The I don't know if it was Tom Cruise or Jerry Bruckheimer or whomever yeah. from Sundance that said, from everybody. No, 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 no. We no. spent too much money on this. Additionally, um, we want to... Be, we want to return the concept of the summer blockbuster. Yeah, this is something that even you know Marvel kind of has had a monopoly on this for quite a while, but this is Memorial Day weekend, and traditionally Memorial Day weekend is the kickoff of the summer blockbuster season. Correct. That culminates in July Fourth, back when Will Smith was making good movies instead of hitting comedians. Welcome to the Earth and, and slapping um, somebody. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm talking about the alien. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. This was very much the studios going, all right, we're putting this out. We're starting the summer off. Yeah. We're starting it off big. I have no doubt. I mean, this IMAX was filled. Dune wasn't filled. Of course, that was during the during the dark dark ages. A little, but, little darker, yeah. But the theater was filled, and I imagine that if we drove past any other theater, those lots are all full. This was a movie that everyone's able to get excited about, and just like you. I mean, we saw Rise of Skywalker together, so yeah. we were very excited about this, and I remember yeah. us talking about this walking out. I, I, was, I came here a little earlier today to the theater, and I got in line, and you know, I, I guess I couldn't scan my ticket there to wait another line. Anyway, because it's all barcode on your phone, yeah. I got popcorn, and while I was in line, the earlier showing was getting out. Yeah. And while I was plugging my ears, not right. to hear any spoilers, all I saw was smiles on their yes. faces. Because they're like, oh. oh my God, this is incredible! <laughs> just, I mean, just like ear-to-ear -ear smiles. I'm like, well, that's a good sign. But shut up, because I don't want to hear anything. Did you see the scene when? No, no, no. Oh no. No, no. Nope. nope. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And you know, obviously, you and I try not to talk about the movie until we actually get to uh, the Volkswagen Studios where we're recording today. Um, in the interim location that we both visited on our way out the door, of course, I couldn't stop hearing people talking about very specific things. So your strategy of spoiler blocking was very smart yeah. because, and I, I uh, you know. Here's a spoiler. I'm probably going to recommend this movie. Yeah. So because of that, <laughs> I um, don't really want to give too many spoilers about yeah. the plot. Yeah. However, I I think that anything presented in the trailer is fair game. Yes, and then you, if you look the credits up on IMDb, you know that certain people are in this film. Yes, absolutely. And certain people have character names that are reminiscent of their dead fathers from the first movie. So, and <laughs> similar mustaches and attire. Yeah, and good for Miles Teller. He actually did a good job of looking a little bit like Anthony Edwards, uh, particularly with that that weird caterpillar uh, crawling on his face. Right. And uh, now I know why Man my wife Mandy says, "Damien, keep the beard." If you ever just have a mustache, I'm leaving you. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I get it now. Some people's head shapes is not designed for it since I've got more of a basketball. Uh, Mandy, really you are spot on there, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think Ben would work with a mustache. I got a picture of it. I remember I grew a beard that summer. Yeah. And then when I shaved it off, I just did the whole thing but the mustache. Uh -huh. I took some fleeting pictures. So I, those do exist. In my head, you would look like a redheaded Tom Skerritt. So you know, <laughs> keeping it in the uh, keeping it in the top, top Gear universe. Speaking of people that aren't in this movie. Yeah. He wasn't. You know who also wasn't in that you have always said, Damien, mm -hmm. ruins movies when he appears. Can you guess yes, what I'm saying I here, Damien? I can guess, and probably because Michael Ironside um, has, he's on, he is, I think he's retired, honestly, from acting at this point. Has he? Okay. Yeah. Um, and 
Top Gun's probably the one movie, well, one of three movies I can think of that Michael Ironside hasn't ruined by showing up and just chewing the scenery. <laughs> Uh, although on rewatching Top Gun, he chewed the scenery in Top Gun. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. But anyway, yeah. Total Recall is the prime example of Oof. ruining things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to the back to this movie. This, to this is movie. this is a yeah. sequel. Maverick is a 100%. sequel. Tom Cruise is back. You know from the trailer, this is a heroic, exciting. You know, lots of jets, yeah. lots of sound. If you saw the trailer, you saw that first you know scene where they blows the roof off that deck. Right. Um, this is a roller coaster of a movie. Yes. And in a good way. Yeah. The plot is basic. There's a thing that we need to do. Yeah. We need. Well, <laughs> it's and it's that's where the concept of the term plot contrivance comes from. Right. Sure. Fair enough. However, um, you know, it's just like how in the original Top Gun, they weren't fighting the Soviets, they weren't fighting the Chinese, they were fighting the Red Star MiG-18 uh, yeah. uh, the pilots. Con- the conveniently- no, the MiG-28 pilots, who conveniently all wore just American training uni- uniforms that were all black. And couldn't see their eyes or faces, yeah. you didn't know who they were. <laughs> and so now we have the same thing again. They're we just have, the enemy, Damon. We have the enemy, and uh, what's funny is I'm sitting there watching this, and I used to play a game called Command & Conquer, and I'm like, is that the logo from Command & Conquer? Is Top Gun in the Command & Conquer universe? Can is I really? Ex- I don't know! But if so, then that just opens up a whole possibility for you know the the Top Gun cinematic universe. I mean, you know, why not? The you downside know? is that the third movie will come out in twenty fifty, if we're doing the same cadence. So you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So yeah, there there is a plot here, but the yes. it, the plot is secondary really to the arc of where Maverick is going. Yeah. He's battling some demons, right? And guess what that demon is? The death of Goose and yeah, and and that. you know, it's got a lot of things. We're not going to go too deep into this the characters, yeah, but, but it, this is a character study kind yeah. of movie. This the, this is a character driven movie and because it's character driven, that makes it so that the stakes matter. Are you paying attention all other action movies lately? Make me care about the characters. Yeah. Have we said this episode after episode after episode? Maverick comes in you have assumptions of who he is, but you have to recognize that 30 years have passed. He is not the young kid. He is grandpa, as they call him in the movie, you know, old timer. Um, is is this 60-something-year-old person able to sustain 10 Gs rather well? Yeah, shockingly. Okay, fine. I'm 41. I couldn't. But okay, fine. Yeah, he's an, he's an excellent fit. <laughs> he is hell. Tom Cruise, after he's all. Cruise. You know, like he pushes. does have an opportunity to run in the movie, so that, that check mark on the bingo card gets checked. But... You get to have <laughs> in the snow, yes. Yeah, you get to have, or uh, we should run now. We should run now. Uh, that's a spoiler, <laughs> anyways. Um, but they brought in, they brought in all of the little, uh, not little. They brought in all the side characters that you know. You you go back and you watch Top Gun for the fifteenth time. You start thinking about okay this isn't just about maverick and goose and Iceman. yeah there's hollywood over you there got hollywood. you got yeah. merlin oh yeah. my gosh well why is tim robbins in this movie jester yeah, all yeah these different you know. tim robbins. So, that's right he wasn't it <laughs> that's right i forgot about that actually and so you know they're like all right we're going to introduce these folks we're not going to sit there and you know we're we're not we're going to have a little bit of a situation where uh, if we were watching cinema sins he's definitely going to send the whole all right well everyone's getting together let's talk about each other's call signs um, you know, let's introduce these people. But then instead of them just being caricatures or bit parts or background characters, they wanted us to care about, you know, Hangman. They wanted us to care about, uh, you know, every single one of them individually. 
which is difficult because there are eight. Now there were, you know, they there were some that bubbled up higher to the yeah, attention. But, but they didn't need to do the thing that, like, you know, the sequel to It did, where he's actually had a whole fifty-minute sequence right. on their backstory. Like, yes. okay, we get it. They're human. They have loved ones. They just brushed over it. This one saying, "We look. Yes. We all have. Don't tell me. Tell his family that you just killed in your simulated yes. event." So they said, "We're all humans here." Yeah. But it allowed more time for the chemistry between them. Absolutely. And additionally, they didn't. I'm going to call it Spider-Man syndrome, or we can call it Batman syndrome. Either one. Okay. Of, oh no, Bruce Wayne. Parents have to die in the movie, and we have to see that for the twelfth time for yeah. us to know that that's where Batman comes from. No, instead, uh, the director very smartly said they're probably seeing this movie because they saw the first Top right, Gun. Right, We don't need to tell them what Top Gun. I mean, we'll have the screen where the exact same screen that reads this is what Top Gun is. But you know, we're able to assume their backstory based off of us watching Maverick and Goose and Iceman, mm-hmm. all of them go through Top Gun. So. We start with a baseline of, okay, they all have this thing in common. They're all going to be hyper-competitive, alpha, you know, top of their top, 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 top. And they're all going to be short because you have to be small to fly a plane. Sure. And so, Even though Miles Teller is like 6'2". That's the yeah. funniest. Yeah. All right. So of all the unrealistic stuff in the movie, right, that's the least realistic right. thing is yeah. him fitting into a uh, I'm saying team. I, I know the Navy specs on pilots. You can't be over a certain height. And uh, there's, very, there's scenes where you see Tom Cruise right next to Miles Taylor. There's a good six-inch difference there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that Tom wasn't like, all right, I need an Apple box, everybody. I'm so Every glad you know what an Apple box is. That's of so great. Yeah, I do. I've worked production. <laughs> that's Anyways. right, you have. So there are people in this movie. There are people there that are you actually people. end up caring about yeah. in a movie. It doesn't have to take a miniseries to make you care about yeah. the characters. You have some diversity, which is nice. Yeah. Didn't have much diversity in the first Top Gun. Well, you know, uh, the, na- the Navy's evolved quite a bit since the 80s yeah, as well. It has. It has. Either. And seeing John Hamm in a, you know, he's still kind of Don Draper to me, but he was like, okay, the quote unquote enemy, the, the hard, you know, got to ruin yeah, the, the hard part, nose, the wet blanket. Oh. The straight man. But and, he was also yeah. a human being that showed some empathy and like was realistic and y- you could see him battling what he was supposed to be doing right. you know, as the lead, as the leader. The other guy who played Warlock, what a yeah. cool nick, nickname that Fantastic. is, by the way. He was a lot of fun. There's a lot of little human moments in this, which is great because it's so easy for action movies and dramatic movies to just run by a regular dramatic. No one ever says that in real life script. Yeah. There are little moments in here, especially with Miles Teller, that just capture like, yeah, that's what I would say. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, it, honestly, if I was if I was kept out of college because some dude that my dad knew blocked it, I'd probably be upset as well. Yeah. Can we just say a quick thank you that they didn't bring Meg Ryan back? I'm going to say uh, it. I'm going to say it. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I do say they gave her short shrift of, oh, she died. Uh, spoilers. Um, but, <laughs> like, it's literally a, a four-word a four throwaway of why Meg Ryan's not in the movie. So here's yes. the deal, Ben. Here's the deal. Airplanes. Airplanes. You're you're into airplanes. I am, am into air. I've always been into airplanes, right. and I've been into airplanes probably because of this movie. Because before this movie, I was into spaceships. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you, you know, brought yourself literally uh, a little more down to earth. I went from I went from NASA, <laughs> meaning Air Force, to Navy. You know, Top Gun, meaning Navy. I reckon, but um, I absolutely love that. Well, first off, there's two things. One is that they didn't put the F-35 into this movie. Uh, because uh, GPS scrambling, so they can't use our trillion-dollar um, jet system. So we're going to use the F-18 EF Super Hornet, which is really funny because when my last time I went to an air show was mm-hmm. in 2005, and the Blue Angels flew. Nice. Okay. And uh, we were, we were our, my company I was working for was sponsoring it, and so I was able to go and meet 
the Blue Angels. Very excellent. Know, and two things. One is when they depict the type of people that are the top performers in this movie for Top Gun, and you compare them to the chiseled, <laughs> exactly the same size <laughs> Blue Angels pilot, you go, all right, realism established. Got it. And I asked the Blue Angels, hey, uh, are, you, are they ever going to put you guys in the Super Hornet? And he goes, oh, no, those things are too expensive. And, of course, now they're in the Super Hornet because yeah, that, yeah. they're too expensive in 2005. Now they're just yesterday's news. Yeah, that's old, that's old garage toys. They really kind of hammered that home in this movie. You know, they, they, they made a stealth-ish looking fifth, quote-unquote, fifth-generation fighter that the enemies had. Um, it sort of resembled the Sukhoi 37, which is uh, really funny because uh, there's a political thing happening in the world right now we're not going to talk about, right. but there's always been questions of why those planes aren't flying, and the answer is that uh, the country that makes them actually can't fly them because they can't get parts and they're not reliable and the pilots can't fly. Okay. So I'm glad to see that Rogue Nation um, had enough to just throw around on long distance patrols where, you know, that's not really the best use for an air superiority fighter. But anyways. Um, but you digress. But I digress. By the uh, way, these are all real planes. They're, they're, there's no CGI in this movie. I read that. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. But I read there was no CGI or green screen. Fascinating. So there were, there, all the jets you saw were f being flown. Okay. By the actors. So. Well, by, by somebody. And then. <laughs> they're being flown by pilots. With yeah, the actors pilots. In a, in a studio. Um, yeah. The Dark Star's real? I, I, I don't right. know about that one. Now, but here, I was just told there was no CGI yeah. or green screen. But let me tell you something funny. I read an article recently um, that apparently it was revealed that one of the reasons why the studio had been hacked by a cybersecurity attack was that they thought that the Dark Star was real Interesting. and that they were trying to get specs. And then they got the specs, and it was like, why is it hollow? Because it's not real. <laughs> it's not a real plane. <laughs> it's the Naboo so, fighter, folks. Yeah, that's always fun. Uh, it's sort of like Patton's army before uh, uh, the blow-up army before Normandy. Yeah, yeah. It's like. <laughs> so, was there enough plane action in this movie for someone who likes oh planes? My gosh. All right. So, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. And you know, it's you know, it's just sort of just you know, it, the Lockheed Martin uh, advertisement of, hey, look at these cool things we build. And Boeing actually builds the uh, the F-18. Um, yes, absolutely. The the thing that this movie could have had a problem with was if it's just sort of faceless plane porn. Instead, they, ver they, they watched the first movie and understood the value of, we can show the planes doing the cool stuff, but generally is going to be without context so why don't we instead focus on how the pilots and the co-pilots are getting thrown around the cabin how yeah they're, yeah they're the physics of it yeah and you know the the whole they're that they're pulling more than five g's they start you know grunting and 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 trying to force blood into their heads yeah. and they kept showing the tunnel vision that happens as blood is running out of your head. And they actually said you're going to weigh 2,000 pounds. Yeah. Your lungs Skull's going to crush. Yeah. yeah. Elephant on your chest. And so they they did the thing that they did in the first one. That would have been what I'm getting at. The point I'm trying to make is that lately we've seen a lot of reimaginings. And you see people trying to put their own stamp on it, Last Jedi. And it just makes it so that it doesn't fit. Whereas this movie 
despite the fact different director. What, what's the jet that uh, Black Widow flies in Avengers? That doesn't she's never like affected at all by the gravity or like oh, the spinning the, around. The Quinjet? Whatever it is, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, the yeah. X-Men I'm thinking of. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, the SR seventy one that can do VTOL somehow yeah. in X Men. Yeah, good time. Yeah, they um, did a lot of okay, this is this is taking a toll yeah. on people. This is not normal flying. Right. This is dog fighting to the extreme. And um, you have to be like an Olympic peak physical position you know condition to mm-hmm. just simply operate this thing and then you have to be somehow even better to do the insane things that have to be done to get the mission accomplished and get home safely now the get home safely component of this movie a little bit more uh dramatic than probably reality but um you know, from from a from a military technology or history standpoint, uh, it's very obvious that they had somebody who knew what they were talking about. They were working with real pilots. They were working with people who deal with this stuff every day, real trainers, real Top Gun, all of it. Because by making that so that you didn't have to suspend disbelief, it just made me just fall fully into this movie. Yeah, they give you it give you five minutes to say, okay, here's what the mission is. Yeah. It sounds like a mission, literally Mission Impossible, right? So right, they cast right, the right, right. person. Yeah. But they, they, they did it to the point where, like, okay, well, you can't just fire missiles directly in from a ship into this thing. Well, why not? Because then the movie can't happen. <laughs> so, they have, so they have to actually have it like this impossible yeah. crater of this. I'm not going to give the whole plot away yeah, here. Yeah, but, yeah. but the thing that they have to do is, like, what? Well, impossible. you know, I don't see you what know. the problem is. I used to target uh, Womp Rats in my T-16 back home. I knew you were going to go there. And when you see this movie, <laughs> folks, you will understand that reference there are more than one references to star wars just, in this movie just a few just a few just that's a few. okay there's more than one reference uh, to the original top gun yes, too absolutely as and rightfully so however there is the little program i'm just going to call it the b plot and the b plot in the original top gun was the weakest part and the kelly mcginnis stuff the kelly mcginnis stuff yeah mcginnis 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 uh, she was in jeweled enough um no she wasn't was she was, that was kathleen kathleen, kathleen turner, turner. Blonde 80s, whatever. <laughs> so sorry. So this time. This time it was. This time they're not only going to get Jennifer Connelly, they're going to introduce her using a David Bowie song. You got the Labyrinth reference, right? I actually didn't. I didn't oh, catch that. Oh. oh, Ben, get out. You're fired. <laughs> no, which, I, which which Bowie song was it? Uh, we Will Be Heroes, so therefore it's even more on the nose. Okay. Mr. Mr. Okay. Ben, I hate it when music tells me how to Oh, go. man, how did I miss that missed one? Missed okay. a scene where they were just slapping him with the David Bowie song, and here's <laughs> Jennifer Connelly, and I don't know how old she is, but she still looks like she's in her 30s. And it's the power of the babe. She, it, it, exactly. <laughs> she did a thing with Jareth, and now she's immortal. Um, oh, so, we're going deep in uh, the, the 80s hole here. <laughs> why not, man? Top Gun is like peak 80s. They just did a Willow trailer for that. Oh, man. Like, there's every All the 80s checkboxes are happening. Stranger Things came out yesterday. Today. 80s checkbox. Check, 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 check. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. Yes, Jennifer so Connelly. Ben, Jennifer Connelly is in this. The plot for this was we have Jennifer Connelly, and... She's not. She doesn't work at the air base as a astrophysics master's degree Something, person yeah. who's going to help us learn how to fly against the MiG twenty eight. I'm. I didn't. I, I watching it back. I'm kind of like, how do cosmic rays fit into whether or not these two planes? Get? But anyway. <laughs> okay. Instead, she's a bar owner. She's in a bar owner of a bar very similar to the one that we kept visiting in the original. Sure. And I might actually be the same bar. I don't remember. I, I, no, I, I, the other yeah. one didn't. This was like on a beach. That, that yeah, wasn't yeah, like yeah. Oh, a, yeah, interior right. on a base somewhere. Well, plus Miramar was not 
in San Diego. Uh, and this was in San Diego. Yeah, as soon as I heard North Island, like, oh, San Diego. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. if you know the West Coast bases, you hear North Island, that's San Diego. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you spent some time in San Diego? I actually didn't, but I'm from California, don't yeah, forget. So I know the geography yeah. a little bit. No, I was in Pearl Harbor oh, in yeah. Washington State and then D.C. That backwater of that, Pearl Harbor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that horrible place is terrible to vacation, Hawaii. Melikilike uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um So, yeah. Uh, so, therefore, you can't. I can't stop myself from comparing the B story from this, the B story from, from the original, and just absolutely saying Jennifer Connelly has this it-level charm and intelligence and cleverness and catch-me-if-you-can and maturity, and she brought something that could have fell flat and you know i love tom and um i remember mom used to tell me growing up that she thought tom cruise had the best singing voice that's sarcasm um and so just <laughs> watching you know watching this kind of chemistry happen and tom can occasionally be a little bit wooden on the relationship stuff he is a great action person i love the mission impossible yeah movies, yeah me too yeah but whenever he's whenever he's required to connect with someone romantically uh, you end up having, you know, a very terrible Irish accent getting in the way, <laughs> or you know, there's just he. Oh, so Irish, so I Oh, potato, potato, potato. Oh, what's the land of milk oh. and honey? Um, <laughs> so therefore, Jennifer Connelly carried his burden, in my opinion, and made that chemistry work. She was so charming and so effective at making this a believable relationship with history and baggage and um, just, you know, delivering the lines in a way that just really captured me. So, uh, you know, this movie could have had a lull for that because yeah. that really is the breather of <gasps> airplanes, <gasps> missiles. <gasps> so, you know, You're hyperventilating and white-knuckling most of the movie. Yeah, and it's designed, you know, it's like a roller coaster when you're, when you, when you're going up. You need you, know, you need you a got break. The anticipation, you got the yeah. break, and but. Well, I was gonna say she literally grounds him. Literally. Like, oh, that, that's oh. kind of where I was going with that. You you kind of took me there, though. Pun so police. right, right. Yes, so sir. she has this board. great ability. She did this with Russell Crowe and Beautiful yes. Mind. She did this with yes. Requiem for a Dream. All these movies where she has these subtle looks where you shouldn't have to say anything. Right. Much like another actor, this movie we're not going to talk about too much. Now, they're a person that didn't say a lot, but said a lot with their face. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly has this ability to just emote with her like eyebrow yeah and you get it like ah i understand and tom cruise he just he can't help but be tom cruise like you know he just you're, you're paying him to be tom well, cruise and tom kept <laughs> making fun of himself there it's really funny because he obviously said okay i actually really i have either serious tom cruise face or i have smiley tom cruise face so six or seven times in this movie they say Oh, I, I know that look. And he goes, well, it's the only one I've got. Right, right. He, Tom Cruise is a real-life Zoolander. There, I said it. Well, I and it. I mean, how many how many close-ups <laughs> were in this movie, Damien? How many there actual, were, how many pores two. you could see? We saw an IMAX, folks, and the IMAX doesn't yeah. hide anything. <laughs> yeah, there are true. at least 30% of the shots of this movie are close-ups of faces. Yeah. They did that on purpose, I think. It was a purposeful thing, intentional to show the emotions of the people. Because all you're seeing really is their eyes most of the time when they're in the in the, in the jets. You got to do law with that, so you get people that aren't wooden. Of course, you have the Iceman type, and you have right. the Joker type. All these people that are up there, uh, but you know, I'm okay with that. The camera work yeah. in this movie, 
Tony Scott really did elevate things ahead of his yeah, time back in the true. 80s of what he did with the fu- I remember seeing test footage and going like they don't know what they're doing out here but right. somehow it all came together yeah. somehow he George Lucas did and it all came together <laughs> right yeah. um and how do you push that and that's of course what Tom Cruise's motif is always pushing pushing right. pushing pushing forward uh, for what he can do with stunts. And, of course, he does all of his own stunts. We all know that, right? So how can we make Top Gun better? I think you're right. They did watch the other one a lot, took their notes. How can we do that again, the most exciting parts? There are roller coaster moments in this where I was, like, l- turning in my chair, yeah. leaning of it. My head was almost, don't go with me here, inverted. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was that one scene at the end when the jet literally kissed a waterfall yeah. in a canyon yeah. okay and like you saw the spray I'm like okay right okay you didn't know there were rocks behind that or not but you did it anyway uh-huh. they push things to the limit on purpose i think tom cruise wouldn't have signed on to this if they didn't push things yes. to that level and it's to our benefit Absolutely. because there there are scenes in this not just the training stuff or the actual mission but just there's so much time in the air, yeah. and you think, oh, it might get boring. It does not it get does boring. It does not get boring. It is super fun. And, and you're, you're a fanboy wa- for planes, too. I so, really I was, so this movie was basically designed for me to watch it. Um, on the big screen. On the big screen. And I'm so glad that we saw it on the IMAX, because when you said IMAX originally, I thought you meant the IMAX screen in the Majestic. Mm, and then when you said the actual IMAX, no. I went, oh, yes, <laughs> we're going to see it at the IMAX. I was very excited <laughs> about that. Um Additionally, yeah. so I have to ask Ben. I have Ben. I have to ask you because this is something that you point out. Um, obviously, there were um, there is a motif that is the Top Gun motif in the music. Sure, it does appear at specific times. However, uh, in general, I thought that this score was just as good as the original, and I am a hundred percent looking forward to listening to it on Spotify. On repeat. Of course, they're they're replaying a lot of what they did. They're yeah. doing. They opened up with Danger Zone. They literally opened yeah. up with Danger Zone. They did. They, I'm so glad they didn't do playing with the boys. Uh, uh, no, I'm disappointed that <laughs> for the beach scene. Come on. <laughs> no, but the theme there, the Faltermeyer theme, is yeah. there. Of course, there's a whole Lady Gaga thing element now, and it's it's you don't when you, when you have some action at that level showing in front of you, you don't need music. Right. You have enough data in in you know adrenaline coming at you. Yeah. The emotions carry themselves. You don't need to have a soundtrack to carry it, right? So there are songs in it, but to me, it was not distracting. And It so was not. Here's something I want to blow your mind with, is that the music's main purpose, and this is something that I've learned by playing Flight Simulator. Um, when I'm playing that game, I have to turn the engine noise down in the, in the settings. And if you were to remove the music from this movie you would just always hear the like you did in the nes version right like you did in the nes version of just the you in order to have that realism when you're in a plane when you're on next time you're flying commercial even when you're in a commercial plane and that plane is loaded with sound deadening keep in mind that in a fighter jet that's weight so it's not in there yeah you've got a glass canopy and some metal and the world outside and so, and the, and attached to two giant turbofans that are just blowing away fuel, mm-hmm. super loud all the time. And they won that realism in this movie. So every time you're in the air, you do hear the engine noise, but they made sure to have the music, except for in very key high stress points, where that way that engine noise emphasize the lack of music emphasizes the how high stress that point should be. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you would act. Uh, you would get exhausted. Your ears would get exhausted from just listening to the jet sounds all the time without that music just in the in your subconscious, sort of breaking that up. 
Good point. Good point. What I'm getting at is that if Top Gun does not have an audio editing, a sound editing Oscar nom at the very least, and I mean, it's early in the year, there could be some movie that comes out that just blows our mind with soundscapes. I don't think it will happen, but who knows? If it doesn't get an Oscar nom, then it's criminal. The guys who knew that this is two hours worth of movie, you're going to be in a jet for about half of it, and, you know, let's use that music, let's use that soundscape, let's let's use that surround sound, and really help very subtly tell the story. We're going to do our part. And it just blew my mind away. It's just not something that you would think about until you're analyzing it, I guess. I can't even imagine the sound engineers had to go along with this because they use real jets mm-hmm. and they did in different environments. They're flying above water, above you know snow, yeah. above tree lines, high in the air. Like it in sound sounds different, right? When you have things bouncing off it, well, Mount, canyons not, and mountains versus water. When you're and, supersonic, you're not hearing echoes. <laughs> well, yeah. You're, was it like um, the speed of sounds? Was it one Mach or is it At a, yeah, Mach yeah, one? Mach speed one of sound, speed of sound. Seven hundred twenty miles per hour. Sure. Um, and, and they uh, went a little faster in this one. Yes. Well, you know, the, the Dark Star went Mach 10.2, <laughs> um, which, you know. Hyperso- They've gone to plaid. Hypersonic, <laughs> by the way, is only five is only Mach 5, so it would then be like, we're, we're breaking the hypersonic barrier at Mach 7. I was like, nah, you passed that a while back, <laughs> dude. Um, but anyways, um, we it was absolutely beautifully shot. Like you said, there's a lot of homages being paid to the original one. But also the scenery in this movie, the places they cho- chose to shoot, you know, the, the snow-crusted mountains, being able... Yeah. When, when you're talking about planes fighting, and if you watch the original Top Gun, you'll see this. When planes are just on a blue sky, and your eye can't compare it to something else, it's it's hard to understand. Yeah, you lose but, the sense of, you know, uh, fit, not physics, but a scale. Yeah. yeah. But when you're flying super low level through these valleys, through yeah. these hills across this desert, and you're, you're flying close enough to the desert that you're seeing the uh, your exhaust wash blow sand right. as you're right. going along, you know, being able to do that gives these aircraft a sense of, you know, you're able to understand what you're seeing, and you're able to understand how they're interacting with each other. And, and Top Gun did a little bit of that back in the day. You saw the little, you know, the contrails and everything, yeah. and the the water and the sand flip up in the desert. Of course, they're training, but that that goes back to your point about they did their homework. They said, "How can we make this not just twice as better, ten times as ten better?" Times, yeah, exactly. So the fact that it retreaded a lot of the same. Okay, this is that plot point. This plot point. Now we got to get to this. So we got to have this scene. Yeah. There's a lot of things you're gonna go. Oh, this sound. This feels familiar, but it's not in a bad way. Yeah. Like with the Hangover movies, <laughs> and it's not in a re- so predictable. It's annoying way, right. like the Back to the Future movies. Oh. Okay, I love those movies, but tell I mean, me it's, exactly how you predicted time traveling yeah. train. Okay, yeah, that flies. They they tweaked Please. some things, but I mean, nah, let's, you but, need yeah. to make like a leaf and get out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, it's it's just it's a super fun movie, guys. It's uh, a super it fun. A we're tipping our hat here, but unfortunately, Ben, we're not here to talk about fun. We are here to give very concise, always to with the, the segues, <laughs> economic development, uh, economic <laughs> advice, helping. Gas is four dollars a gallon. We're sitting here burning it. I need to give mom twenty just for the for us sitting in her awesome SUV burning gas. But gas is four dollars a gallon. Um, if you want a hamburger, uh, Arby's will now sell you one for seven dollars. That has been sous vide and tastes like rubber. By the way, our uh, friends in California are laughing at right now. Seven dollars a gallon out there. So. Oh yeah, that's very true. And I imagine Hawaii uh, is even worse. I can it, only you know, imagine. Holy yeah. mackerel! Ten bucks a gallon. Go to maybe. Gas Buddy. Check it out. Um, so your dollar has to go farther. 
And uh, as you know, that is the main, you know, CNBC, who cares, Fox News, none of that crap. That their, their, their economic, you know, their, their savings and their talk about, who cares? No. You come to us because you know we're going to give you the best advice possible on where to spend your dollar. We put the legwork in. We put the legwork in. We put the butt work in, the armrest work. We do all the things required to, 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 to evaluate this on an objective level. We break things down. And we're able to show you this value. So because of that, we developed a long time ago. Golly. Six. six almost six years almost, ago. Yes. I think July of 16 when we yes, started. Yes, when we saw the wonderful movie Warcraft. <laughs> Which you're still waiting for the sequel for, I think, right? Right. Yeah, any day now. <laughs> um, Tony Kebbell needs more work. Oof, I'm so glad that Tony, that Hollywood failed to make Tony Kebbell a thing. It's to- Toby Kebbell. Forgive me. Toby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot so, already. Uh, ben and I went to, we have a laboratory, went into a laboratory. There were beakers, Bunsen burners, scales, skeletons. We had everything. And... We, we, we applied the scientific method, um, looking at various economic philosophies. You know, you have capitalism, feudalism, you know, uh, ancient <laughs> Egyptian pyramid building, you know, whatever. <laughs> we, had, we had all these all of these things to be able to, to combine them into what we discovered is the perfect four-point scale. Um, people that do five-point scales, they don't get it. They don't understand, Ben. Three? Why would you do three when there's four? So we have a four-point scale. That four-point scale is if that movie gets a four, you need to run out and see it in the theater. You need to pay the money. You need to uh, go to the bank, get a loan so that you can buy one bucket of popcorn. Uh, you need to do these things. That is that important. You need to see the movie that is a four. I'm with you. Three, however, is, hey, you should watch it on your streaming platform of choice. This movie will eventually be on streaming. Um, it, I don't know if it'll be HBO or Peacock or Dropout or whatever. Pe- Peacock. You know, Cra- you know, I'm, I'm uh, pulling for Crackle. Could be Crackle. <laughs> yeah, it could be uh, CISO. You never know. Um, could be any of them. Um, so you're already spending, you know, you're already spending your, your dozens of dollars a month, hopefully getting the ad-free experience because otherwise it's just annoying. We give those movies a three. You know, if you've got a good home theater setting, you know, it, it's not so bad. You're able to pop your own popcorn. You're able to pause it and go to the bathroom. A movie like this, you're able to pause it and look at it frame by frame and look at all the cool plane stuff. You know, whatever. There, There is a value to be found, which is why we decided to have three be streaming. Two is wait for it on TV. Now, Ben, you and I have probably both watched Top Gun, the original, on TBS and TNT. It was on last night. On last night. Dozens of times over the past 30 years, <laughs> in addition to VHS and, every, and DVDs eventually and all that stuff. Laserdisc. Laserdisc, uh, Betamax, um, Smoke Signals. You have all those different options to be able to watch Top Gun Maverick on television. If you're subscribed to YouTube TV or Hulu TV or whatever, or you have tr- you have an actual digital converter on your house and you're able to get... Uh, signal, then perhaps, you know, I, honestly, I don't think that the broadcast stations do movie nights anymore. I never hmm. see movies on on ABC, CBS. Movie of the week. Yeah, yeah, just not anymore. a thing anymore. Uh, but you could wait for it for that. But one, Ben. One, and this is possible. It's possible this movie gets it. There's no way I spoiled it earlier in the podcast by saying what my score was. Earlier. Earlier. Because <laughs> look at how it's spelled. E-A-R-L-I-E-R. Sure. Hooked on phonics work for me. Oh, like, you know, people in Canada call it Southern. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Southern states. I know all about that. <laughs> um, Back to, I'm distracting. I'm sorry. There's a one. And one, you know, there have been movies that have gotten less than a one looking at you, Hurricane Heist. But 
one is really the bottom of the barrel. This is you need to, um, you know, burn your television, burn your house down, despair, give up hope, run away screaming from this film because if if a movie gets a one, you know that you need to hold on tight to your money. You need to invest in, you know, like a, a gold because the end times are coming. The movie is that bad. End times, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Greenland. Uh, Geostorm, I'm pretty sure that's the end times. Green, Greenland, too. Don't forget oh, that. Oh, that's Gerard Butler. Oh, poor Gerard Butler. Oh, um, <laughs> so, Ben, I'm, I'm, I'm undecided. So I've, I've helped you remember, because it's been a while since we've done a podcast, I've helped you and our listeners remember rusty. this four-point scale, and I promise that in future movies I will truncate and keep this shorter. It's just been a while. I wanted them to we remember. we got to catch them up. We have new listeners. We have new listeners. Yes. Ben, what are which of those four, three, two, one? See it in the theater. Wait for stream. Watch on TV. Runaway screaming. You're giving Top Gun Maverick. Oh my gosh! Unlike, you know, Captain Maverick's inability to advance to a, a one star or two star. There, this is not one of life's great mysteries. Right. You saw the trailer. You knew you were going to see this movie. Yes. You need to run like Tom Cruise runs in any one of yes, his movies and go see movie. this in the theater. Yes. On the biggest screen you can. And that's awesome. like a cliche thing. See it on the biggest screen you yes. can. Okay, this is the Toy Story. Who cares? Right. No. This uh, is legit. Yeah. This is like go see Dune on the big screen. This yes. is like go see Dark Knight on the big screen. This is one of those movies you're going to be mad at yourself yes. if you don't see it on the big screen. Absolutely. It's a four. Not only is it a four, uh, every person I've talked to so far, including, well, Ben, I haven't talked to you about this, so we're going to say I know at least uh, 66% of the people in this vehicle right now. You may be, you may disagree, you may agree, want to see this movie again. This movie is so good that it is a four, and it's another four for later. And it's a four from a guy in the Navy who didn't see anything really blatantly wrong about what he saw. Now, right. we didn't get a lot, so I was not, not a submarine movie, but yeah. I was looking at the uniforms. Okay, he's got the command pin there. Okay, uh -huh. he's got his stars in the right area. He's using some terminology here. There's some terminology I didn't recognize because sure. I'm not an Airedale. I'm a submariner. Yeah. But, I mean... For whatever that's worth. Yeah. Taking it from you from maybe you're a plain guy. I'm a plain guy. And we're both critical in different respects to this yeah. movie. And we didn't see anything blatantly wrong with it. Right. It, it is a simple plot, but it's an exciting story. <laughs> and it's yeah. excitingly told in a way that you will grip the sides of your seats. Yes. This is a white knuckle. Hold on. I've not seen something like this before with Jets before. Thank you for doing that. Yes. Because you actually impressed me beyond my expectations. We've seen Jets before. We've seen the Marvel version of Jets before. Right. These are real Jets, folks. This is real maneuvers. When that thing at the end twisted, like he just kind of like lost his jet, the bad guy twisted, he kind of uh -huh. spun. We're like, what is he doing? Yes. Like the physics in this movie are just interesting to watch how they relate. Because the big thing in their initial one was like hitting the air brakes and going above him. Like, oh, sure, yeah, he was his one trick pony thing. Doing the Cobra maneuver. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and they do yeah, more than that. They do more than that. And you. It's just so much fun. It's so it's much fun. It's so beautiful, and it's so exciting. You walk out of it, your heart's pounding, you've got to use the restroom, <laughs> and it's just super fun, and it is it is the kind of movie that I was, at first, I was upset there were kids in the theater. Let me be let me be frank with there you. There was a kid next to us, there yeah. There was a kid next to us, and they, they were too young to appreciate it, but in a couple of years, if they rewatch this, there's going to be stuff that they're going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I get this a little bit more, and I remember how excited my parents were about this, and yeah, I want to be excited about it, too. I'm not, I'm not judging the fact that half the audience clapped in several parts towards the end. I'm thinking, okay, is that really towards this, or just because you're grateful to be out of the house and seeing a movie in the theater again? Because <laughs> um, there are scenes in this that you would call DSS Machina. Machina sure. But I don't care. Right. I knew it was going to happen, and I still loved it. Yes. That's a sign of a good... If I knew it's going to happen, and I don't get annoyed <laughs> with it, 
I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. This is a four. Real quick, by the way, I'm so grateful you keep. We should get like you know a payback for all the clicks that Hurricane Heist is getting because you're mentioning it so many times you know, in our podcast. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Everyone needs to see that horrible movie, <laughs> just so that they can understand when we give a one <laughs> or we give a zero. I want them to understand. We're not just fanboys. We're not giving everything fours. We do see a lot of movies that we give fours. I'll be honest. If we went back and look at our scores, yeah, we give a lot of fours. Um, we give a lot of threes. Get a lot of twos. But generally, it's a fours or one. You know, because we, we we sometimes seek out the clunker. Mortal engines. Oh no. <laughs> Every that ended, you're like, thank God. Yeah, and they're like, oh man, I completely <laughs> lost respect for this director that I like. That sucks. Anyways, this movie, hundred percent. I, Ben, I've got a question for you. Okay. All right. So we've got we've got a lot. Of, my question is: Is this the last Top Gun? Ooh. Did they establish <sighs> Hangman? Did they establish <sighs> Rooster as? We could see more. It's, it's tough. It's tough. This isn't like the Better Call Saul factor, right? right. Where like there was a, such a standout character in a hit series, in this case Top Gun, that would elevate. If anybody, it's Miles Teller or yeah. it's Hangman. Uh, and I think Tom Cruise is like, okay, I did it. No, this and was, I, this was I'm, supposed I to be Tom's. Exit. This is Tom. Yeah, this is Tom saying, I, 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 my character. He says it in the movie. It's not what I am. It's who I am. And we're able to see that, but we're also able to see him as as a character in the movie asked him to do to let it go at the very end. I don't want there to be another one, honestly. I don't think it could be any better than this one because Tom Cruise is not going to be part of it. And right. he is, for all his faults, so good at being that character. Yeah. He's so good at being Maverick. And he's so good at pushing the production to a level that he yes. wants it to get to, past the, the insurance level, you know, <laughs> <laughs> liability factors. Well, I call it the Jackie Chan level. I mean, of, yeah. Oh, if I hurt myself, I'll pay for it myself. Um, yeah, that... That's a very good point. Um, I it's. Do you think this should be a sequel? Well, what's bad is that we now live in the world of Obi Wan. Oh yes. We now live in the world of the limited series. Yes. That, yes. I mean, honestly, first off, let me talk about Stranger Things. I haven't watched a new season. It came uh, out today. Here have I. But I know that the runtime of the seventh episode is two hours. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is a that is a that's that's, that's a, a movie full size movie. Yeah. That is just an episode. And their Netflix is, you know, despite the fact that everything else is going haywire for them, they are not going to underfund. They're not going to Game of Thrones, Stranger Things. They uh, know what they've got. I'm so glad Benioff is not part of the writing team there. Oh, boy. And so, you know, is it possible for there to be a Top Gun limited series called Ro Top The reason why I say this, the reason why I say Top Gun Rooster, the reason why I say Top Gun Maverick, is that this could have just been Top Gun 2 or Top Gun Return to, you know, whatever. There could yeah. have been all the different things they said. Instead, to your point, they made a Star Wars reference. Solo, a Star Wars movie. Interesting. Star Wars. Interesting. The Book of Boba Fett. I don't and know. And this is called Top Gun Maverick. And that implies to me that then there could be Top Gun Rooster, Top Gun Hangman. Potentially, potentially. I don't know if it's such a, I mean, the first one was such a landmark, yeah. marquee film, yeah. watermark film. And, you, and you're surprised it took that so long to make a sequel, honestly. Right. Why did it take so long? I think Joseph Kaczynski, the director of this, who also directed Oblivion with, mm -hmm. Tom, with Tom Cruise, and yeah. also Only the Brave with Miles Teller, the yeah. choose the Hot Shots, Grand Mountain Hot Shots in Arizona. Um, I, I don't know if he, I mean, why? Was there just not a script laying around? Um, did Joseph Kaczynski say, nope, we got a script now, I'm directing it, it's going to happen, and then, of course, yeah. COVID hits. But, I mean, why did it take so long? Yeah, that's a happen? good point. That's a good point. And, honestly, this is, this is kind of why I think the point is, 
Look at who was in the original Top Gun. Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, Anthony Edwards, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Michael Ironside. Tom Not Skerritt. Tom the guy, the bald guy from Back to the Future. Yes. <laughs> the principal. <laughs> the principal. Um, so we're going we're gonna, to, the principal aside, all of them, Top Gun was very, you know, Tom Cruise had broken out with, you know, Cocktail and, and a few other things, but Top Gun sort of broke out a bunch of these other actors that went off and did other things. Yeah. Um, the guy who plays Hangman, and I'm so sorry, I can't remember your name, dude. Glenn Powell. Glenn he Powell. hasn't been in a lot of major stuff. He's in a, yeah. he, he, he was in Scream Queens. He's, he, does, he is actually an amazing side guy. He is so good at being that smarmy, you know, he's got smiley. The face. He's got the face. Yeah. He, he, he's like, ah, oh, douchebag, you know. But um, <laughs> Thankfully, know, he wasn't that one-dimensional in this. But, but like, yeah. it's possible, you know, Miles Teller is an established actor, sort he of is, like how... Tom Cruise was yeah. an established actor. I don't really see, you know, I'd love to, I would 100% watch a Warlock movie of just that, uh, that, that Admiral guy. walking around just having meetings and stuff, being cool. <laughs> the great um, voice he had, jeez. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't need to really see Tom Ham, uh, Tom Ham, uh, Jim, John Ham, John Ham as Cyclone ever again, but I don't see, I don't see those Top Gun kids, the kids. I don't see them breaking out and doing big things. And so, you know, they're going to be cheaper to get, you know, yeah, you're it's, trying to drag. It's hard to top that Iceman, you know, that, right? that, 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 uh, that, that uh, mouth clench and ch- chomping his teeth in front and of him. There like, was that's a level, such a good moment, you know. There was a level of cool, right? So Val Kilmer's Iceman, you, you might have hated him in the first movie. You might have loved him in the first movie. You might have come around on him. You know, he, no offense to Billy Zabka, he did the villain, not villain, the anti-hero role Val Kilmer owned. And then he went on to be Doc Hollywood and then, like, mega owned it. Well, and he's still a meme. He's still, like, a gift to these right. days. You can type in, you know, uh, be my wingman or, yeah. you know, you're dangerous, and you'll yeah. get him. Absolutely. You're not going to get that with this movie, with these I don't guys. think. Yeah. I don't I think the, any... They're great kids, and I really enjoyed them. But, you know, there's a few, like I said, Miles Teller, uh, they'll have to build him a special extra large aircraft, and then you know Glenn Howell, he's also pretty tall. Um, but the rest ha- of them are like, who's that guy? I don't know. Like the the girls, man, yeah. I, they're character actors. And I so know. I might not go see a film, but would I watch Top Gun Hondo? Probably. Yeah. yeah you know, the, yeah. The, the, a miniseries on HBO Max. Of, All right, so he he you know is a crew chief now, and he's doing cool stuff. That's sort of fun. Well, that that, that, that back to the character thing, giving time for character. Even that yes. guy, there was one look at the end. Is like, hey, I'm gonna see when you get back, and they just held the camera on him because yeah. you want to see his reaction to what Tom Cruise was saying. It was like seven extra seconds, right? Which in the scheme of things is small, but it's more than I thought they were gonna give him. Absolutely. And that tells me, okay, so this what, is the person we should care about. The camera's holding on him. Yeah. So to answer your question, no. I don't think that they should do another movie, and I don't think they should do another limited series. Let this be perfect. But what I'm getting at is that they gave us enough of an emotional connection and enough of a a story in a compact way that I can see them doing a limited series. They made us interesting characters that I was able to connect with, and that is why I gave it a four. Miles Teller was the right choice in this movie as Rooster. He was absolutely the right choice. That scene... Where we're not gonna talk about, you right. know, the the interaction between them, you could feel it. Like yeah. there there's there's some history here. You don't have to tell the whole backstory why right. or the plot in this one as it relates to it. But there are Ooh. moments where you can just you're with them. You're with the emotional thing. And this is an emotional thing. You're dealing with fractions of a second of decision making in the right. sky with trusting each other. 
and not everybody plays in the same level of you know intensity and speed and intelligence and yeah. uh, watching that chemistry build towards a seemingly mission impossible right. at the end was a lot of fun yes. it was just a lot of fun in this movie so ben, so dear listeners you're getting a four from ben you're getting a four from me please go see this in the theater like ben said see it on the biggest screen you can yes. just quickly just a little snippet just a little bit um mom and i went and saw dr strange multiverse of madness okay did you get a chance to see i've that? not seen that yet no um i'm gonna give it a four mom what are you giving dr strange Four. Mom's giving a doctor, uh, giving a four. Did you eventually get to see Northman? I haven't seen that either. Okay. I've, I've, I've been right. traveling too much, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, give us a rating on I the finally, tool. I, give I, us I, a rating on the tool concert. Well, the horns next to us are saying it all. Yeah, um, somebody doesn't know where they parked. Oh, uh, come on! Tool's my favorite band. <laughs> it's, uh, it's incredible every time. There's, it's always okay, a four. They're, they're 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 sinfully greater than anybody else out there. <laughs> There's nobody that compares to what they're doing musically right now. Uh, all right. So now with those with those mini reviews happening. Now I want to talk just very quickly. We've got stuff coming up. And Ben, we need to get back on the cadence. we got to get back on the cadence, buddy. I don't care if we have to start seeing these in the middle of the week because you're off on crazy No, no, we'll, we'll, we're going to do it, man. We're going to do it. we got we got Jurassic Park we got coming Jurassic up. Park coming up. With the original cast coming, uh-huh. minus Attenborough, of course. Right. Uh, we got, uh, of course, December, we got the next Avatar movie. Holy crap. Movie. You know, I'm a fanboy there. I don't care how but, much Dances with Wolves there is in there. Yeah, and I'm more importantly than either of those, of course, we have the Lightyear movie. The, the Lightyear movie, movie coming out. That. Um, what what Marvel movies are coming out? Uh, well, besides She-Hulk, besides She-Hulk, which is obviously a miniseries, uh, yeah. we have Thor: Blood and Thunder again, directed by Taika Waititi. Thank you. That's what I was going towards. And I I I told Mom when we got out of Doctor Strange that I enjoyed that movie way more than I expected to. Thor: Love and Thunder. I'm walking into it with four expectations. Mm-hmm. And expecting to walk out of it still giving a four. Yep. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. But um, having Taika Waititi with that amazing comedic timing, that rock and roll punk rock timing that he has back in in this movie, uh, I'm super excited for it. So that's what you've got to look forward to, listeners. What are uh, you looking forward to? Yes, we want to hear from you. We still have a Facebook page. Um, yes. AllenSmithyFilmReview.com <laughs> yeah. is still a website that you can wa- listen to all 140-something episodes yeah! back to 2006. If you want to find out 16. just how... 16. <laughs> if you want to find out how great War, uh, Warcraft was, you can look at that one yourself. Um, do you see what I did there? I, I Yeah. Um, but of course, uh, you know you can also hit us up. Uh, we're on we're on we're on the different socials. I'm on Twitch as I'm Mr. Buttons. Um, you can watch me occasionally do weird things on the internet. Um, ben, <laughs> all uh, G-rated. I hope it is all G-rated. It's mostly I, I'm not. Uh, I'm too. Uh, I don't focus on anything. You'll you'll log in. I'll be flying the Dark Star from Top Gun. Sure. Why the wouldn't next you? Next time you log in, last night because I wanted my dog to be able to run around on the porch. I stream myself playing Microsoft Solitaire. That is correct. <laughs> you heard me. Did you have that an audience? That is what I did. <laughs> Unfortunately for them, I had an audience. It was a very oh small gosh. audience. Uh, luckily, they were all my friends, and they were just there to talk to me because I know that it did take a ton of brain power to lose at Solitaire a lot. Um, sometimes I cook, so who knows? But that's beside the point. The point is, we want to give you. These are all different opportunities for you to tell us what you want us to see. Uh, what are you excited about? Um, and do you have a retro request you want to bring up? Request? Yeah, we haven't done a retro request in a while, so we want we want to hear from you. Um, so again, Alan Smithy Film Review on Facebook. 
uh, tell your friends about us. The podcast is on every podcasting platform you can imagine. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, you know, the big three. Big three. And by retro, by the way, we don't just mean like 80s movies. You right. could talk about The Batman that came yes. out a few months ago. You Very could talk true. about Spider-Man No if Way you, Home, yeah, which you, you saw. If you feel like we missed something, let yeah. us know, and we will, we will at the very least give you the... Um, again, because we're not a movie review podcast. We, why would you think the Alan Smithy Film Review is a film review podcast? No, we're here to help you make smart economic decisions, and we can at the very least let you know if that's worth the $30 rental on Amazon or if you need to wait for it to be My goodness, $4 yeah. rental on Amazon. Yeah, yeah so uh, just let us know what you want to hear. Um, ben, you got anything else for our listeners? I'm good, man. This is great. Right. What a funny so thing. My adrenaline is still back. dying down. Oh, my gosh, yes. And I, I just remembered, I just realized this is how adrenaline, I didn't have dinner tonight. I didn't even realize. <laughs> really? I didn't eat. Yeah, I had lunch at like 12. No, at like 11.30. Haven't eaten since. You've been feeding off adrenaline. Di- feeding off, feeling off the danger zone. <laughs> so, listeners, we want to hear from you. Tell your friends about us. Coming to you from the Volkswagen Studios here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Bye I'm bye. Damien. This is Ben. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> nope. One of these buttons is it. That's it. You got it. How many breakers are behind me? Yeah. All right. Guys. That was a long so, one. It's good.